0: On and on, we'll Welcome back to Boom or Bust, the Draft Show. Max Chadwick alongside P.J. Clark, Tate Sigworth, and Nick Miriam. Another very special guest now, Peyton Ramsey, the Northwestern quarterback. Peyton, thanks so much for coming on, man. For sure. I appreciate you guys having me. So, Peyton, you had to reschedule this uh, this Zoom for a team interview. First of all, right decision by you. So really <laughs> yes. good uh, intangibles by you. Can you tell us anything about the interview though? How'd it go?
1: Yeah, it went well. It was uh met with uh Mark Brunel, the Detroit Lions quarterback coach. Um I actually had another one this morning. I met with the Cincinnati Bengals, my hometown Bengals. Um, so that was cool. I've met with probably about seven or eight different teams and um it's been unique. I think every uh every meeting that I've been in, um, each quarterback coach kind of has their own way of of trying to get me to articulate different things and and kind of some of the verbiage that I've used over the course of my my career in college. So, uh, like I said, everybody has a different agenda going in, and it's, it's typically kind of uh, either me breaking down an offense that I might have played in in the past, or them installing some of their offense and having me spit back their verbiage back to them. But but uh, nonetheless, it's been cool to get to to, to meet all of these cool different guys. So speaking of team
0: interviews, so we saw a report yesterday that the Eagles are making guys guys play rock, paper, scissors to gauge their competitiveness. Uh, Shane Magoo told us that he, a team asked his brother to how many different things you could do with a paper clip. Did you ever get like weird questions like that? Like what the hell are you even asking about, man?
1: No, you know, I didn't. And I think, I think part of the reason that is this year is because everything is virtual. And I think when you're in a setting where you're face-to-face with somebody, I think the goal is to try to make somebody feel as uncomfortable as they can, right? And I think when, you, when you're in the comfort of your own home, this is just my guess. This is kind of a theory that I've come up with because I've heard what you've heard. I've, I've heard weird weird interview questions um, and I just haven't really experienced them. You know, the one not weird, but hard question that I kind of got stuck on was one when it was face-to-face again. When I was at the College Gridiron Showcase down in Texas, a scout asked me who one of my favorite NFL guys was. I told him Russell Wilson. And he, bet, he, he told me to critique Russell Wilson. What does he do wrong? Um, And you know that's that's not a weird question, but it's one that I think fits in that category of trying to make you feel as uncomfortable and as awkward as you can. But haven't heard any of the weird ones, thankfully. So what what does Russell Wilson do wrong then? Not a lot. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my guy's flawless. But I did answer that, or he phrased the question: uh, what what can Russell Wilson do better? And I kind of just I didn't know. I was so caught off guard. I tried to make a joke and. I said, you know, does Russ Wilson play golf? Because uh, maybe he's not a very good golfer. But uh, you know, I, I I stayed I I stayed away from the from the football side of things and let let Russ be Russ because he's uh, he's one of the best to do it.
2: Let Russ cook. You're you're on you're on the train. I love it. I love that. Uh, oh, absolutely. So you transferred uh, from Indiana to Northwestern this year as a grad transfer. So can you take us through that process a little bit, especially staying in conference playing against the same teams that, you know, you've seen at, at Indiana, what was it like to stay in the big 10 why Northwestern and and what went into that decision?
1: Yeah, you know, it was cool. I'm a big 10 guy through and through born and raised in Cincinnati and just, just really kind of fell in love with big 10 football growing up. Um, So I think me going to Indiana, Indiana initially kind of had something to do with that. And then when I was, when I was leaving and when I hit the portal, it wasn't necessarily I want to stay in the Big Ten, but, you know, who's my best option? Who's my best opportunity? And and I'll tell you this. I, I didn't want to play Indiana. I kind of wanted to steer clear that Indiana being in the east and uh, northwestern in the west, I knew the only way we were going to meet was in the Big Ten championship game. So I felt comfortable walking away and not didn't feel like I was turning my back on any of those guys in Indiana. Um but Coach Fitz, man, I, I tell you, he's uh, he's the real deal. He's one of the best to do it, and um, there's a reason that his name's rumored for NFL jobs every year because he uh, he's legit, man, and, and everything that he does. And uh, ended up just being a great scenario, a great situation for me, and uh, one of the best decisions that I've ever made.
2: So you, you mentioned there that, that Fitz has come up in NFL jobs. What's it like playing for him? You know, at the time when he took the Northwestern job, he was the youngest power five coach in college football. Such a an experienced guy now, but still at such a young age that could presumably make that NFL jump.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know that he'll, that he'll be doing that anytime soon. He just signed a 10 year deal. Uh, he's a Northwestern guy through and through, man. I think you got to respect that. But, um, you know, he's definitely come a long way. And I I even remember when I was in high school, Northwestern was kind of a a spot that I wanted to land at. Uh, It was kind of a place that I thought would be a good fit for me. And it just, it just wasn't in the cards coming out of high school, but I've always kept a close eye on that program and kind of watched the way that they've grown. And I mean, you know, who would have thought that, you know, Northwestern would be playing in the big 10 championship game uh, two out of the last three years, you know, that's kind of that's kind of an unheard of thing. And, and I think you got to give all the credit to coach Fitz and what he's continued to do and, and to build that program.
3: About Northwestern, you did mention Indiana a little bit before though. So I just wanted to ask you really quick, you were there for four years. You started 23 games. What are some moments slash games just slash anything that stands out for you with your time in Indiana? What were your takeaways from being there? Well,
1: wow, there's, uh, there's so many of them, man. I, I, I genuinely, um, love Indiana and love Bloomington. It was, it was the four best years of my life. Um, it was awesome. I, I can go back to a couple though. I, the very first game I ever played in, um, back in 2017, it was a Thursday night we we're playing Ohio state at home and I wasn't the starter yet, but I got some meaningful snaps there. And I went one for two completed my first career pass with, uh, what I, which one of the Bosa it would have been Nick, Nick Bosa breathing down my neck. So, yeah. uh, yeah, just that, that one always stick with me. And then the very next week I went out, we went out to Virginia and that's kind of where I solidified myself. I I had a really good stat line. I couldn't tell you what it is off the top of my head. And then I'll give you one more. I wasn't named a starter in, in 2019. Um, but I had the, the, the opportunity to come in, uh, about midway through the year, um, started the game, started a game at Nebraska. We go on the road and win 38, 31. And I was named a captain, uh, for the rest of the season after that. So, I could probably go down a list and, and give you 15, 20 more memories, but those are, those are three that that'll stick with me for a really long just, time. Just
3: had a friend who visited there. So the campus is beautiful. Wow. I got to oh, get down there at some point. I got to check it out.
1: It's absolutely unbelievable. You definitely, if you can make it, you got to give it a shot.
4: Um. So I am an Ohio state fan. I just want to share that. Be upfront, be transparent with you, Peyton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I love your namesake as well. Peyton Manning was my favorite quarterback growing up. Uh, So I got to ask, man, uh, why can't Big Ten teams play well at Iowa? Uh, You've played at Penn State, at Ohio State, um, played against some huge teams in some crazy environments, man. What was that like in the Big Ten?
1: Yeah, uh, really, really cool. Something that I dreamed about for a long time. To answer your Iowa question, um, unfortunately, I only played Iowa in a COVID year at Iowa. So uh, never Uh, had no fans never had the full experience but i can tell you kinnick is ridiculous the how close the fans are sitting to to the stadium and from what i hear they're absolutely ruthless and their their trash talk which um i think means more than what people realize sometimes but then penn state same way uh just a sea of of blue and white or whatever shade of blue that they refer to their colors as uh Michigan the big house is a cool place the shoe unbelievable I you know one of my one of my all time favorite places um is Nebraska that place was was really really cool um and just the way they sell it out and uh their fans are really nice it gets loud in there like the first third down of, at Nebraska I tell people all the time it was the loudest that a stadium's ever been for me not not consistently throughout the game but that first third down man it was it was rocking in there and then. You, we, we win the game and the people are so nice congratulating you as you're walking out of the stadium so um <laughs> like you said a lot of cool places in the big 10 um i think i think indiana's memorial stadium is an underrated stadium it doesn't fill up you know it is what it is but uh it's a cool place minnesota is a very cool place so so many awesome places that i've had, that i've had the opportunity to play at
0: so, Peyton, I'm also a, a Penn State fan. So, no hard feelings, but we could have, when you announced that you're going to the transfer report, I was like, oh, this would be great if he comes to Penn State. So, no hard feelings, but, you know, I know you don't want to play in the East, but we could have used you this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Man,
1: that would have been cool. I would have considered that. Sean Clifford, he's a Cincinnati guy. I know him. I know him really, really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, so, Northwestern. So, they had Hunter Johnson there when you announced that you're going there. He was the number two quarterback recruit in 2017. Were you confident that you could go there and
1: beat him out for the job? Yeah, you know, um, I think in my conversations with Coach Fitz and and um, Coach Michael Jakey and the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, um, I think they felt confident in who I was as a guy, the experience that I had, and um, you know, I'm not saying that I was handed the job because I had to go out and earn it. I wasn't in the starter until we got you know into into fall camp, but um, th- they were they made it very clear that they were looking for something different, um, a guy who had experience, a guy who could kind of come in and and take the reins and, and be a leader. And um, I just from my conversations with them, I, I felt confident that I was, if I did what I was capable of doing, I was going to come in there and, and be the starting quarterback. So felt really good about it and uh, ultimately made the right decision.
2: So great year for Northwestern this year. You guys ended up as the number 10 team in the country. You won the division, made it to the big 10 championship game, seven and two whooped Auburn in the citrus bowl. What was it like just, just, being at Northwestern for, you know, one of the best years in, in program history this year,
1: you know, really cool. And, and I think, uh, you know, we felt it as players, even though there wasn't fans in the stadium, we felt the, the support, the Northwestern faithful, um, co- with coach Fitz being it, like I said, a Northwestern guy through and through, um, that really got, that really hit home to all of us. And, and, you know, the, the previous year they, they had a tough year, right. They were three and nine, um, I remember we were at when I was at Indiana. We played them and and we beat the brakes off of them. Like they 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 struggled a little bit in the, in twenty nineteen, and then to come in and completely turn around the season and, and play in the Big Ten Championship game, um, really special thing. And like I said, we felt it. You know, it, it was you know through social media, through we were getting some love on ESPN from, from some guys, and um, just a, just a cool experience to you know play for a top ten team. That's that's something that you always dream about doing. So it was, it was really cool.
2: So I wanted to ask you, you ended your college career with maybe your best game of your entire career, the Citrus Bowl. You were unbelievable in that game. What was it like, you know, bright lights, a a big bowl game like that, two big name teams, Auburn and Northwestern being a top 10 team. What was it like to play in a, a premier
1: bowl game like that for your last game? Right. That's that's kind of what, that's what it's all about right there is playing on, on New Year's Day and a big time bowl game. Sure, we would have liked to, you know, make it, win the Big Ten and, and go play in the college football playoff. That wasn't in the cards for us, right? So we, we played in a, in a New Year's Day bowl game and uh, just the opportunity to go out like that, not only for myself, but so many seniors on the team and um, to play the way that we did and, and really show the rest of the country that, uh, that you know, the, the Big Ten um, and Northwestern football is, is no joke. And um, to do it against a, a team that is annually – recognized as one of the powerhouses in college football on Auburn was was a special thing to do
4: um like I mentioned Ohio State fan uh, you mentioned the game I gotta ask you about it I was crapping my pants on the couch man um yeah I just can you talk me through the emotions of that game the up and down you know I know you didn't come out on top and it's hard to dwell on it I'm sure but uh, can you talk me through that game
1: yeah man it sucks talking about that game I- I'll tell you this um we had them. i can i can say that much in the first yes, half you did. definitely did you, <laughs> you definitely him. did you man <laughs> man i played uh in that first half just speaking you know for me personally i played an unbelievable first half and the second half kind of gave i gave the ball away a couple times there and that was that was the difference in the game but man we uh we had a good plan um and we were confident in what we were going to do and we knew you know ohio state you know not not ohio specific to ohio state but really good teams you know that the 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 teams year in and year out that are really good that they, they do what they do and they don't try to surprise you. They don't do anything different. They're going to line up and they're going to show you what they're playing. So I think, you know, we went into that game knowing what they were going to do, knowing where we wanted to attack and um, just go out, compete them and go out play them. And we did in the first half. And then they just kind of out-athleted us and, and just did what Ohio state did in the second half. And, and they made more plays than we did. So, uh, Man, if we could have played a complete game, it would have been a different story, but but unfortunately we didn't.
3: So the Big Ten wasn't originally scheduled to play this fall, and there was a whole saga of you know, players, coaches, people in, who are heads of the Big Ten NCAA trying to get the season going. Um, what would you have done if the season didn't actually happen, and were you considering at any point opting out? Um, no. I. To
1: answer your question, no, I never considered um, opting out. Um you know, I think when there was when there was talks of playing in the spring, um, luckily for me, there was a lot of guys in the same situation as me. Um, if, if we would have played in the spring, I would I would have done it. I would have come back and I would have played in the spring. And I don't know what the draft would have looked like or the process for that, but I'm confident that somehow the NFL would have worked with us in, in some capacity to allow us to, to prepare for the NFL draft. And I would have played in the spring, one, because. Um, I wanted to play another year of college football on two, because I needed it to, you know, to prove myself even further. So, um, I never considered opt- opting out if the season was canceled in full. That's a different story. I genuinely am glad that didn't happen because I don't know. I don't know what I would have done.
4: Uh, one player who did opt out was Rashawn Slater, who you sadly didn't get to play with while at Northwestern. Were you a little disappointed he wasn't out there to be protecting your left, left side, your blind side? Cause I mean, he is a hell of a player
1: a little disappointed. Yeah. Um, was, <laughs> yeah, man, he's, he's a beast. I got to, so he was there in the summer for a little bit and I had the opportunity to, to sit down and, and meet him and hang out with him. And he is 100% the real deal. Um, there's no question about it. Fortunately for us, we had a true freshman that stepped up and played left tackle and is going to be an absolute beast. Um, yeah, he played well. yeah he's a, he's a really, really good football player. So he kind of filled that void, but, uh, if they were both on the line, that would have uh that would, would have been, been even good. better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Peter, Peter Skorowski was awesome this year. He's a 2023 game to watch. So keeping with your Northwestern teammates, so you played with Greg Newsom, who's all of a sudden projected to be a first round pick at corner. What was it like going up against him in practice?
1: Yeah, Greg is um Greg is he's a stud for one, but he's also the best trash talker that I've ever been around in my entire life. Oh, that's in good, TJ. That's good to know. I'm in on yeah. that. He is, um, and he's really good at it. He knows how to get under your skin and he's the same way when he's, when he's covering DBs, he knows how to get under your skin. Um, He's just, he's just so good and so talented and he works so hard, um, you know, to become a better football player. And, uh, you know, he was one of the first guys that I met when I, when I came up to Northwestern and when I was, you know, trying to schedule times to meet the receivers and throw with the receivers, he was the first one that was, that was responding in group chats, trying to get some extra work in and, um, just a really good player, man. Awesome guy, awesome player, and then an unbelievable trash talker.
2: So, kind of going off of that, Northwestern runs a, a very, you know, pro style defense. They throw a lot of different coverages at you. How do you think practicing a, against the defense that was, you know, holding your back when you weren't off the field, but practicing against them every day, how do you think that prepared you for the next level?
1: Oh, it was awesome because, you know, one, you talk about the scheme and, um, and the different things that they throw at you, coverage-wise, pressure-wise, um, you know, that's that's and it's good in itself. But then you talk about the defensive coordinator and the way that they executed that defense. I mean, I don't know what our defensive rank was, you know, where we stacked up to the rest of the defenses in college football, but it was up there, and we were really, really sound on defense. And um, to go up against that every day and just be challenged by those guys, not even on the – you know, Greg, obviously – And then the rest of the secondary, but man, our linebackers are so talented. Um, And just to have that every single day and get that look. And it was, it was really, really good for me as a quarterback to continue to grow and develop and just identify different coverages and pressures. Um, So that, that, that stuff's invaluable and, and so glad that I got to be at Northwestern, even though it was short and it was brief, it was really good for me.
2: So due due to COVID, everybody got, another year you you could have stuck around if you wanted to was that ever in the cards for you did you ever think you you may try to run it back one more time or were you, were
1: you ready to go after the year you had yeah I mean I was I was ready I think um a lot of us were I think especially for guys that played at an early time in their career you know I've, I've been playing since 2017 it's not like I'm I was a one-year guy who just kind of came on at the last you know my senior year I've, I've had the opportunity to play in a lot of football games and um, continue to grow and get better every single year, and I and I've proven, I've proven myself, and I uh, continue to grow as a player. And um, I was in a good enough spot. Uh, I thought I put my best foot forward, and uh, just ready to test the waters and, and give myself a shot.
3: So, part of this process, you were at the Hula Bowl uh, with head coach uh, there for you was Mike Singletary. You had uh, Jim Zorn as a QB coach out there in Hawaii. What was that uh, experience like?
1: Cool experience. Really cool. I think, um, obviously being in Hawaii is awesome. Um, it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then you, uh, then you factor in just the fact that there's guys from all over the place that are in the same position as you. I think that's the coolest thing. I mean, coach Singletary, I mean, that dude looks like he could still play football. (laughs) So scary. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I mean, just, just being in that position with all those guys and, um, you know, just to meet, I, I think meeting all the other quarterbacks, especially the guys that are in the same situation as me was, was a really cool thing. And um, man, I stay in contact with, with some of those guys from there. It was, it was, it was really fun.
4: Um, so every professional athlete when they're younger is like the best guy on their team, their respective team. Uh, and then, you know, high school and you get to college and you're playing with more. Did you ever have a moment where you thought like, you know, I can make it to the NFL when you were younger?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think everybody thinks that, right? I don't care if you're the best player on your team or sure. not. I think uh, I think we're all there uh, at some point. But um, I think in I think in high school, I think I, you know, I think I started to realize that I was a little bit different, not from a talent standpoint, but just my approach and the way that I understood the game and wanted to continue to grow as a player. Um, you know, I was talented, sure, but I, I think when you when you coupled that with you know my dad being a coach and just always being knowledgeable about the game and and wanting to know more. I think that's kind of where I realized that, you know what, I think I can do this for a really long time.
3: We do this with everyone. Um, Say I'm a GM. You got to pitch yourself to me, any play, any moment, any facet of your game. Why should I draft you in the upcoming draft?
1: Yeah. You know, I think one, if you're a quarterback and you don't start off with a leadership or a locker room piece of who you are, then I don't think, in the NFL it's probably not for you um so you got to be able to get along with a bunch of different personalities and a bunch of different guys and lead a bunch of different guys and I was the I was the captain of two Big Ten schools I think that speaks for itself um but then on the field man I think I think when you look at my body of work and the way I've completed passes one that's forget explosive plays forget big deep shots you have to complete the ball in the league and that's that's one thing and then the way that I can make plays with my feet and, and scramble around and use my legs to um to make plays, get first downs. That's what our league has come to. That's what our game has evolved to. And uh if you can't do it, um I'm not saying you can't make it in this league, but it's gonna be a lot harder just to be just to be able to stand back there in the pocket and just throw it with with the freaky DNs and D and tackles that are in our league today.
0: Is there like a single play that stands yeah. out in your like college career that like you play. would show that you would show one play to a GM? What would it
1: be? Yeah. So, uh, so we, we were at Penn state actually oh, in God. 2019. Oh uh, yes. Don't oh, don't have to go into this page. <laughs> you might not, you, you literally might not even remember it. It was, it was an, an insignificant, not insignificant, but it was third down. We're on, the, we're in the red zone, um, going away, going into the, away from the student section end zone. Um, it's third down, and I get some pressure in my face immediately. And uh, kind of like I have guys draped all over me. I spin around. I, I run forward. I pick up a first. I dive for the end zone. I, my knee hit at the one-yard line. Um, but I made a first down. If that if that doesn't happen, we I mean, we're probably going to kick the field goal and still be down 10 points, 13 points. Um, so we scored a touchdown in the next play, cut it to a possession game, and then – Gave herself a shot on the next drive. Um, don't want to talk about the next drive, but uh,
4: <laughs> don't have to do but it. But well. yeah,
1: man, very, very insignificant play when you look at my body of work, but uh, just shows the way that I've competed, um, that I never give up on plays, and that I have the ability to use my legs to make plays. So
0: you mentioned that you're from Cincinnati and you mentioned you talked to the Bengals. Have you thought about going to the Bengals at all? And I got to ask you, man, is Skyline chili any good at all?
1: Skyline Chili is the best restaurant in the world. Here we go. Um, okay. Okay. All right. It's, it's pretty mixed. We got pretty mixed reactions from a lot of people on that. Oh, I love Skyline Chili, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. I, sure. I've th- I've thought about uh, playing for the Bengals. Um, you know, i I've not i have not I've tried to not live in the world of kind of predicting where I'm gonna go or or having a dream spot because, as you guys know, this is so unpredictable. Um. I have no idea where I'm going to end up as does anybody, you know, maybe the top five picks know where they're going to go, but that's not me. And, uh, so, you know, I, if I played in Cincinnati, great. That would would be a really cool thing with my family here. Um, but if I went to the farthest destination away from Cincinnati, which is, I don't know, uh, somewhere on the West coast, um, I'm fine with that too. You know, I just, wherever I get an opportunity to go play football, um, is great with me and uh you know what I'm ready for it uh next Saturday cannot cannot come soon enough so I I I can't wait
4: um so we like to ask all of our guests this this question um we do our own combine each year uh we do a 40 we do a three cone uh broad jump and we do a long throw um varying results I think to say the least because we are not professional athletes uh let's say that um can you do the, read the book by your, by the cover and rank us one to four in terms of how we performed in these events?
1: Yeah. Uh, wait, what are the events? Uh,
4: we did a 40, a three cone, a broad jump and a long throw of a football.
1: Okay. Uh, so the, the, the long throw, I'll start with that one. Cause I'm a quarterback.
3: Oh. Um,
1: I feel like, I feel like, uh, for some reason, I feel like, uh, Nick is really sneaky in a long throw. You can you can launch that thing? Are you number one? He's quite close. He's probably uh, close. so we haven't seen Nick actually throw the ball yet. We haven't actually seen Nick, actually yeah. throw, actually
3: so, seen Nick throw a ball yeah. yet? <laughs> yes. Oh when we did this actually, last year, it was only them three because I'm relatively new addition to this podcast. Uh, but yeah, um, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Nick's okay. a he He's got an idea of like, like, Nick, like
1: the yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, this is what I'll say. I'll say I'll say I'll say Tate, you're you're the fat you ran the 40 the fastest. Um I'll say uh PJ, you you look a little bit shorter than the other guys. So I'm gonna say you're more versatile, so you move around a little bit. So you uh, are probably the the three cone guy. That's oh, my guess. That. Um, Max, you probably you're probably the long throw guy since we don't know anything <laughs> about him. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Peyton. Peyton. Peyton so I just have to tell you that Max, the guy that you just said the long
2: throw. Published a video on the internet of him throwing a football 19 yards.
1: That was oh, his God. best effort. <laughs> but I don't know, guys, man. I listen, tried. listen, I you're, you're the
2: player. You're not the scout yeah. here. I just yeah. I have to tell you that he threw a football 19 yards. So going 19. off of that now, what, in your estimation, professional quarterback, should a normal person, how far should we be able to throw a football? We are college seniors. How far should we be able to throw a football?
1: I would say – I would say 35. It's
2: okay. 35. Max,
3: that's, that's a big – yeah, I'm big, getting there. You I'm you getting out, you there. Takes me on that. What's that's
1: the what farthest throw can. out of all you guys? Tate, you, who threw, you threw throw in like
4: 47,
1: right? 47. Oh, yeah, that, nice. Good. What can hey, you do,
4: Peyton?
1: Uh, right around 60, 62.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Longer go. than 19,
1: notably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly. Listen, I, I was going to say – uh tate since you were so enthusiastic about asking me that question i was gonna say probably you dominated the combine yeah i, sure I did other... he, he did but I'm,
3: to... I'm coming for him now though this yeah, yeah, my my coming for him. him. Tate, so am I.
2: tate dominated everything i came and seconded everything and then max brought up the rear with his 19 yard noodle arm so you mm-hmm. know it, it happens it's fine uh but i <laughs> we wanted to ask you know getting getting down to it you know uh it, it's the beginning of draft week we're talking to you on thursday but you know you you said saturday before 10 days now what are you thinking what's going through your head any plans for
1: for that weekend where where are you going to be yeah i'll be here with my parents and cincy and i think uh just try to keep it low-key and like i i mean we all know it's unpredictable and and you don't know what's going to happen so i think just being around Uh, people that have supported you, you know, from the very beginning of it all, it's kind of what, kind of my plan. And, uh, I think I have some guys from Indiana that are going to, that are going to come up. Most of my Northwestern buddies are in the same boat as me. So they'll be with their, uh, with their friends and family, but, uh, I'll be here in Cincy, maybe enjoying some, some skyline chili as we're, uh, we're waiting on the draft. (laughs) So pay, I want to
0: ask you, is there any like NFL receivers, obviously, you don't know what team you're going to, but is there any like NFL receiver that you would die to like throw a pass to in the NFL?
1: Wow that's that's the first time I've been asked that question uh usually it's you know who's your qB comparison who do you not want to get hit by um, shoot I don't know i don't, I haven't put a ton of thought of that, thought into that I think you know I think you got to go into the legends of the game I think uh you know I don't know I'm not gonna answer that question I, I'm just gonna let the chips fall where they may and uh yeah, answer. there's a lot of a good guys, answer. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that there's a lot of wide receiver talent out there. <laughs> no no doubt.
3: No doubt. So follow up. Uh, we always end on this. Um, you know, I, I obviously none of us can replicate this feeling, but I can imagine like just from playing sports in high school and what it's like playing first game of the year. You always get that nervous, exciting feeling. And the next time you put on a helmet, has it hit you yet? That's going to be you know, if, if your dream has come true. You're finally in the NFL. What's that feeling like for you?
1: Well, you just painted that picture for me. I hadn't thought about it until just now, but, uh, but no, it's really cool. It's uh, it's a special opportunity, something that you dream about since you're a little kid and uh, whoever it is, wherever it is um, I'm definitely going to take it for granted because I know that that uh, for a lot of guys, it doesn't last for a super long time. So uh, I'm just very excited for it. That's all I can tell you. And, um it's been kind of a roller coaster of emotions especially here in covid with kind of being trapped and you know uh, your parents house at times and then training and being trapped down in a hotel room it's it's been hard but uh just ready for for what's next and uh you know it's been a fun ride former northwestern quarterback future nfl quarterback and can throw
0: farther than 19 yards peyton ramsey peyton thanks so much for coming on man thanks guys it was a lot of fun thanks man